Joining us today on the Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos interview series is a character which some of our listeners might be familiar with from his very popular series of videos on YouTube, Mr. Panos. And Mr. Panos, thank you for joining us and what's new in your world? Happy to be here, happy to be on Greek radio. It's very important for Greek people to have their own radio station to reach other Greek people. What is Mr. Panos's take on everything that is going on in Greece and in the world today? Is 2015 going to be the year that Greece rises up and shows the world that it means business? Greece has always been rising up. This will ne- this is a continuation. This is not the the start of the beginning. It always has been a rise. Sometimes we keep it secret because we're genius people and we don't want the media to know what Greece is doing. So Greece is fine. The rest of the world that's not, that doesn't have Hellenic values is suffering. But Greece has a secret and a plan. And what they're doing is taking the money from Germany to bankrupt Germany because Germany is trying to take over the world again. Same with Chinese people and Italian people. This will happen. So Greece is going to save the world just like it did in World War II, the Battle of Crete. The Greek people is fine. The problem is the world has got away from Greek values. Now, this is the real problem here. We have to get back to Hellenic values, like Alexander the Great. That's why Mr. Panos is blogging the ideas to the people so they can be Hellenic. Hellenic is the spirit to have Philotimo. So this holiday season, you have to have Philotimo. This is what makes a Greek a Greek person. <laughs> so, so who we are actually speaking with here on the Alagos Radio today is the well-known Greek-American comedian Yanis Pappas, the man behind Mr. Panos. Yanis has had a successful stand-up career and also a number of new projects for TV and the web as well. So, Yanis, thank you for joining us, first of all. Michael, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Getting us started, how did you first get into stand-up comedy as a career? Um, I'm very qualified, you know, which I think is important for whatever career you do. I was a pretty bad student. I like to make people laugh and get attention more than I did my schoolwork. And, you know, I think every comedian, their parents didn't pay attention to them as a kid. You know, my parents were both lawyers and they were busy working. They had their own practice. So that's why I stand up on a, on a piece of wood and try to make strangers smile because I think I missed a few hugs. So that's how I got into comedy. And I'm lazy. It's just part of who I am. It's like lay, lay, laying down is one of my most, is my probably my favorite thing to do. I, I, lay, I'll lay down anywhere, no matter where I am, an Uber cab, a park bench, a restaurant. I'm always trying to lay down. So working for like an hour or two hours a night, depending on how many shows I'm doing, is, uh, is like a dream come true and conducive to my constitution. You mentioned your parents, and you grew up in Brooklyn in a Greek-American household. How did this background, this Greek-American background, influence your material? You know, being Greek-American, you know, my mother was born in Greece. She's from Crete, and my father, is. his parents came over, and they're from a tiny island called Imbros, which is I, I belongs to Turkey now. And, and um, I just growing up Greek, I think, you know, it, it is, uh, we, we just, you know, we're an ancient people, so we have convicted values and a high standard. And as immigrants, my parents just always had a high standard for me and my brothers. And um, so even though I wasn't good at school, you know, I, I always had that drive to succeed as, at something, you know, and build 
on what they've, uh, you know, my grandfather had a restaurant and then my, my father was a lawyer. And of course my grandfather had a restaurant. What Greek, that's like the Greek passport into every country restaurant. <laughs> that's that's the, con the conduit by which we succeed is somebody at some point has a restaurant. So, you know, my grandparents, uh, I remember my grandfather saying, you know, he worked so hard so that his grandchildren didn't have to. And I think I'm just fulfilling what he wanted for me by working as little as possible. I'm living his dream. And I just want to say thank you, grandfather, for working so I can work an hour a night. I'm just, you know, I'm fulfilling the American dream. And of course, the famous Mr. Panos is the owner of a restaurant, actually a diner in Queens, the Baby Socrates restaurant. What was the idea behind the Mr. Panos character? <laughs> Being Greek-American, I, uh, I didn't grow up in a Greek-American neighborhood. I grew up in Brooklyn. I was one of the you know kids I grew around with in the neighborhood. I was the only Greek kid. But I did go to church. I was an altar boy, and I went to church every Sunday. And I was an altar boy for years. And, um, you know, me and my family would go to Greece. So I was kind of inside and outside the world. So there's, you know, as a comedian, you know, we're pretty much just professional observers. That's what we do. We spend all day in our own head just observing things that a lot of people, you know, miss because they're living life like a normal human being. <laughs> Unlike us, we're constantly just in our head. So I was able to sort of witness and, and be privy to uh, a lot of the foibles, as I like to put them, of, of sort of um, of the Greek culture. And, uh, you know, I like to, I'm a satirist, so I like to express them through satire. And that's what I do. So that's that. Would you say that you knew any people in real life that you could say are similar in some ways to Mr. Panos? Yes. My mother, who is Cretan. Mr. Panos is Cretan. And Cretans have a distinct culture. They are proud and uh, you know pride can be the biggest virtue and the biggest vice at the same time you know for every action there's an equal but opposite reaction so you have to be careful with it so my mother is Cretan and uh, Mr. Panos is kind of modeled mostly on the way she reacts to stuff of course my mother's very different and they have nothing to do with each other my mother is a, a lawyer and very educated has four law degrees they're very different but just sort of the energy behind him. And uh, I had a friend in college who uh, was hilarious, and he was Greek from Greece, and um, he's in there a little bit. And there's this one waiter that I always remember when I was in Greece with my dad and brother who uh, just insisted on regaling us with all these conspiracy theories. You know, Greeks love a good conspiracy theory because it gives Greeks a chance to sort of exercise their philosophical tradition you know even if, there, even if there's even if the theory is ridiculous greeks like to explore it you know and always want greeks are always looking for connections you know how does this all connect and blah 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 so um it, those are the three main pillars i think of who mr panos is and it's just a character that you know i have fun with and that i sort of was doing on stage live in my stand-up and then you know me and my uh, production partner decided to shoot some videos and throw them up on the web so and of course, Mr. Panos isn't your only character. You have some others as well. Yeah, Marisa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, that's, I, I grew up in New York City and you know, I, I dated a bunch of Puerto Rican girls and grew up around Latin culture in Brooklyn. And that's what I love about New York City is it's such a melting pot. And 
I think it's just a beautiful thing when cultures come in contact with one another because that's essentially how, if you look back through history, those are the cultures that have evolved quicker than the ones who've remained stagnant, the ones who've been able to share information with one another. And um, that's why I love New York. And those two characters, Mr. Panos and Marisa, I do have other characters, um, but those are the two most popular ones uh, that sort of connected, uh, are very kind of urban New York characters. You know, they're kind of soaked in that distinct flavor of New York and um, are really two of the closest to me, you know, so, and, my, and, and how I grew up and where I grew up. We are on the air with well-known Greek-American comedian Yanis Papas here on Dialogos Radio for the holiday edition of the Dialogos interview series. And Yanni, in recent years, you've been doing an increasing amount of projects for TV and the web. And tell us, first of all, about the production company that you co-founded, Ditch Films. Yeah, uh, that's me and my buddy who I grew up with, Jesse Scatoro. He's probably the most talented artist I know. He's a sculptor. He, he actually sculpted by hand the baby Socrates statue that's in most of the Mr. Pano's vlogs. He actually, that's an original piece of art. You know, he's actually sold a few. They're limited. Uh, they're expensive. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, he's, a, he's an amazing sculptor. Uh, you can check him out at jessiescatero.com. He's a, he's a photographer. He's a director. Uh, he's a fine artist. And uh, we founded that company together, started doing some on, uh, online um, commercials for companies and branded content and started shooting comedy videos um, just for fun, you know? And so uh, that's been great. I, I was sort of on hiatus because I left to go do my TV show for a year, but I actually ended up leaving that show now to pursue other opportunities and work on another show and, and continue to tour. So, yeah, it's been busy, and I shot my, uh, my Comedy Central half-hour special last year. So, you know, it, it's, it's been great. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the work that you've been doing on TV. You've been on shows like Fusion Live and The Bracket. You mentioned, of course, the half-hour Comedy Central special. Tell us about these experiences and being on TV and what it was like to take your comedy to the small screen. It's a lot different. It's a completely different muscle. So I'm very grateful that I was able to have the experience at Fusion to learn how to be on TV. It was live TV every day. Our show did very well by the network standards. You know, we started as a morning show, and then they promoted us to prime time. And it was live, and I got to work with two amazing journalists, uh, one of which is a Peabody Award winner, you know, uh, an Emmy nominee and a Gracie Award winner, and Mariana Atencio, she was my co-host, and Pedro Andrade, who's a wonderful Brazilian journalist. And um, it was, you know, funny to, <laughs> it was nice to share the stage with them for that show and sort of ruin their careers by them being affiliated with me. But um, <laughs> but um, it was it's a different muscle, and you know I what the biggest the biggest thing I learned is that when you're on stage, every you know your gesticulations, everything is big. You're projecting to a live audience. You're playing the room, and TV, you sort of uh, TV and film and things like that. You know the, the the screen picks everything up. Everything is exaggerated. So you want to sort of make your movements and everything smaller. And you always want to be conscious of, of, uh, you know, if I was like talking to you on the street or in a, in a restaurant, I scratched my face. You wouldn't think a second of it. You know, if I touched my ear, you wouldn't even think about it. But when you're on TV, if you see like an anchor or a host touching his ear or scratching his face, you're like, Oh, this guy looks like a crack addict or he's jonesing for a, a hit, a hit a crystal meth or something. You know, it's just exaggerated. So you have to, be conscious and just tone everything down a little bit. So it, it was great. Now, with all of your TV production work, do you still have time to do any stand-up shows? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that's primarily what I do. That's what I'm, I do the most. I mean, every weekend I'm on the road in a city doing stand-up uh, shows. And uh, when I'm in New York every night, I'm at some club, you know, working on my act, doing short sets. So that's mostly what I do. The TV is, is I would say, more what I do on the side. And hopefully I want to do more of it. And movies and all that, I love to do all that. It's all very intriguing to me. But first and foremost, live comedy, that's what I do. And there's nothing like it. It's magical. It's my favorite thing. We are speaking with popular Greek-American comedian Yanis Pappas here on the holiday edition of the Galagos Radio and the Galagos interview series. And Yanni, you probably are aware that you're quite popular in Greece as well, and especially the Mr. Panos character, which is how a lot of people first found out about you in Greece. Do you have any future plans to make any appearances in Greece? I would, I would love to perform in Greece. I performed in South Africa for the Greek community there. Uh, that was that was a great experience right outside of Johannesburg. They flew me down there, and uh, it was great. I really would love to go to Greece and Australia and, and all those places and do comedy for the people there. Greece, uh, yeah, I'd love to go to Greece as long as they can forgive me for having you know speaking terrible Greek. I mean, when you tell Greeks that you don't speak Greek, they get they get it's uh, you, they react like you just told them that uh, the world's gonna end. <laughs> I just can't believe it. So I, I apologize in advance that I don't speak fluent Greek anymore. I forgot it was my first language, actually. I knew it before English, but like I said, I just didn't grow up, and my parents were too busy working, and they were already tired. I was the youngest of three, and uh, I, I'm just the, I'm the only one in my family who's not fluent. What other upcoming projects do you have in the works that you might be able to tell us about? Yeah, I'm working on a pilot right now for Comedy Central. It's my friend's show, and I'm writing on it. I'm going to be a cast member, and I'm really excited about it. She's really, really talented. Hopefully, the pilot gets picked up. That's all I can say about it. I can't give any details about it. But if it comes out, people will will see me on it, and uh, they'll see it. And I hope it's a huge success because she's extreme. The star of the show is extremely talented, and I'm very excited to be working on it. And that's what I'm really focusing on for the next month or so. And then after that, it's just a lot of stand-up. I'm always doing stand-up. So you can always go and find out what, what city I'm going to be in and hopefully come see me. And then, you know, who knows? Who knows after that? In wrapping up, what holiday message would Mr. Panos like to share with the audience and with Greeks worldwide if you can get him back on the line for a second? Have a happy, happy, happy Greek Christmas. This is the real Christmas. The Greek Christmas. Just like when we have Easter we always have Greek Easter three weeks after the regular Easter. Because the regular Easter or the, uh, you know, the Axelho Easter for a couple of people, that is just a dress rehearsal for Jesus Christ. He's just doing a dress rehearsal for his people, Greek people, the real Easter three weeks later. So this is the same thing with Christmas. Greek Christmas, we don't have a Santa Claus. There's no Santa Claus with Greek people. We know who buys the gifts. Daddy, because daddy's working in the restaurant. And so are you, because that's what a Greek family does. We work in the restaurant. That's what they do. Greek people have a restaurant, and the family works in that restaurant. 24 hours. Have a happy Christmas, and have Philotimo. This is the most important thing. It means everything. When you say the word Philotimo, it feels like you can invade China, because you have so much spirit in you. Go and make China, 300 Spartans, that's what you need, as long as you have Philotimo. 
<laughs> well, Yanni, thank you very much for taking the time to uh, speak with us today. Good luck with all of your upcoming projects and best wishes from us and from our listeners for a great holiday and a happy new year as well. Thank you very much. Happy holidays to everybody out there listening.